podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. Do just what you want. You're the one that tries. Hey guys, I'm Sai and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of the Andy Campbell Championship Show. This is episode number 115. The show is available live on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. Ace Podcast Nation, also your home to many other great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts and more. So please give us a follow on social media, subscribe to that YouTube channel, click the bell for notifications helps us out a lot and of course like like and uh, share the videos but if you like them um, like the videos on Facebook and YouTube helps uh, them to to push it through their algorithm to find us some new viewers and of course if you want to keep it football on social media follow at AC footy show on all social media platforms and that uh, is purely the football stuff and uh, of course you could download the audio versions of this show and all the other shows and series we make at uh, your favourite podcast or radio platform. But uh, just as we wait for those various platforms to uh, to fill up a little bit, give the latecomers a bit of time to, to join. Uh, a big thank you to Black Diamond Sports, as ever, for all their support around the show, the series, and, of course, uh, the channel overall. And uh, they're a global sports agency representing sports stars from around the world. For more information, visit their social media pages and, of course, their website, the links to which are all in the description and the closing credits of the show. Today's sponsor, as usual, very happy to say, is Bespoke Financial. Darren Ralston of Bespoke Financial is giving away a free will worth £140 with all new policies which is which are taken out. So do check them out, check out the offer, give them a call, see if they've got something for you. Do not miss out on what is an incredible offer. He's looked after Andy for, for various uh, policies over the years, critical illness, injury cover, but they are, they are truly top of their field. They provide award-winning service. There's so many different services that they provide. And, uh, of course, in this difficult time, as I've discussed before, maybe they can help you out with getting some uh, some insurance or some cover financial services. I encourage you to check them out. Give it Darren a call. Tell him that we sent you. And, of course, we're very proud to partner with such a brand. 
and uh, we thank them for sponsoring the show. We'll have a little ad from them a bit later on. But uh, with no further ado, let's introduce the man with the plan, the goal collector, the co-host with the most. He is the fox in the box. He is still the king of the Millennium Stadium. Ex-QPR, uh, ex-QPR, ex-Cardiff City and Middlesbrough striker, the speed demon, Davy Jones's favourite son, Andy Campbell. How are you, sir? Caught you in the middle of a cough. Yeah, you did. Um, no, I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm good. It's been a... Uh, it's been a... It's been a long week. I'm not, I think school holders are uh, normally fly by with this one, hasn't? I think it's because we're obviously in the middle of lockdown still. It's uh, it's difficult, but football's loads of football's happened this week. Loads to talk about. Loads of stories. Um, I think the league is is again um, taking another twist, another another <laughs> another angle, which uh, which is which is is quite um, quite scary, really. Um, what's going on? But yeah, loads of uh, loads of happened. Yeah, uh, there's no league like it, mate. It's simply incredible. A few people in already, as you can see. Uh, Welcome to everybody. Obviously, it's a a big night on the channel as well. Two shows, which uh, I'll talk about the other show later on. But uh, it's going to be a busy night for myself, mate. But um, I think let's start off with some positives because the next two things are a little bit negative. So I wanted to say to you, why don't you, Mr. Andy Campbell, Cardiff City legend, tell these people... Who is joining us on Monday evening as a guest? Um, yes, yeah, so obviously we give a, a sneak preview. I was going to announce it earlier, but I didn't want to um, have a little bit of conflict with the show and, and, uh, and obviously uh, people think that we um, that we weren't doing tonight's show. So we've got another Cardiff City player, Cardiff City legend, um, and it is Mr. Cohen Griffith, who comes highly recommended by a lot of people. Um, so yeah, really, really excited about it. You know, especially. Um, Talking about old Cardiff City, talking Indian Park, um, talking about it. Listen, because everyone goes on about Sai about the 2003, 2004, five, six, seven seasons, and uh, and about um, that Cardiff City wouldn't be where it is without it. But you know what? You can go back further. You've got to go back further because mm-hmm. it's about uh, foundations, and the foundations were laid at those times. You know what I mean? Because that was the time when, um, when for me, the foundations were laid for the club to start um, progressing where they are today. You know what I mean? Because without those, Certainly. without those times and without Linnean Park, um, people forget. You know, memories. You know, young, young, young fans. It's uh, it's it's quite scary, really, that people um, people forget about those times. But you know, I mean, those players and it should and deserve to take the credit which which we got, and we still and I still I still get to this day. So it's um, it's nice to give a little bit back. Mate, I'm excited. So I went on um, a podcast, a different podcast yesterday, yeah, uh, fo- Football with Brownie. It was a good fun, good chat. Uh, check out Brownie's channel. He's working hard on it and uh, he's really started to pick up a bit of moment- momentum. He talks to a lot of different football channels and stuff. And um, I had a chat with him and stuff just about how I got into Cardiff City as a youngster and podcasting and all that sort of stuff. It was good. But um, one of the things which came up was like uh, players which I grew up watching and Cohen Griffith, it is, Cohen Griffith is right up there. He, uh, he he is like one of the first kind of players that I really got in, like really was like my favourite player. He was one of my first favourite players. Him, Carl Dale and uh, Chris Pike, like they were just just heroes to me as a, as yeah. a young boy. So I'm uh, really looking forward to Monday. Uh, James Hopper says, doing a great job, boys. Thank you very much, James. And, uh, you know, everyone's, everyone's saying hello. Can Guys, I just say those side? The, the, the feedback says we've had, the, feed, the feedback we've had from um, from the viewers is is absolutely phenomenal. phenomenal. Um, you know, I mean, the, the questions which and and, and I'll apologise for me as well, by the way, because I do get a little bit. I'm a super fan. I get excited and I 
um, and I probably don't let Sai get as many questions in as, as he should. But listen, I'm just getting excited from reading all your comments and um, um, and, and certain things. Don has just put something up funny there. So put, put Don's comment up there about Mick McCarthy. So me being me, um, after Luton Town uh, performance um, midweek, I put up uh, a, a tweet on Twitter, uh, a little post on Facebook about, um, I think it was something on the lines of Sir, um, Sir Mick McCarthy, anybody, question mark. Bit of a joke, yeah. A few people, a few people got a little bit excited, a little bit serious, and started uh, throwing abuse at me. Which, 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 I, listen, no, I don't mind. Really? I don't mind. I, I'll, I'll take it. I give it out, so I will take it. But listen, all I'm saying is, people are doing a great job, so acknowledge it when it's there. Because listen, we're all, we're all quite quick, and me, me especially, is quite quick to jump on people's backs when they're not doing very well. Yeah, see, it's, um, it's a weird one. So, like, obviously, last week we passed 250,000 views for the channel overall, which was a big thing for me. And I said that to you at the time, like, that was massive. And um, obviously, like, myself and who runs it, but also, like, you and and Danny and, and Kev and all the people who help out and are involved in taking it where it's going, it's um, it was a big thing, like, to, to, you know, built from scratch, built on our own backs. We'd done all the work. Um and it almost like clockwork and like all our live chats, all my interactions with people have been so positive. And that's what I was saying to, I think it was Rob and Gavin and a few other people the other the other week about what a great community is built. Like everyone, you'll see people in the comments just checking up on each other, having a chat, just stuff like that. And like clockwork on Monday, I had someone throughout the show calling me names and sending me abuse like and i was just mm. like oh well there you go but as uh, as i told you after the show mate someone told me that as soon as the, you get a bit of momentum and things start going well mm. people will start giving you grief yeah and do you know what size it's, it's I, I don't mind it we had um we had a little bit of stick didn't we and i'm about right at the start of the channel about um, yeah about certain things something stupid, something stupid i'm not going to go into it and find details but it spurred us on to uh to go to the level we're at now and um and I just want to thank the person who, who, who gave the stick out last week because it's 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 pushes on to a level another level now. What we're going to do, so um, oh, yeah. keep it coming, keep it special. coming for me because uh, because yeah, it's uh, exciting times for for everybody for the viewers. Uh, we've got some amazing guests coming up on the Monday. Um, I love doing the Friday. Uh, obviously, I know side does. That's why we carried it on for you guys. It's uh, short and sharp, um, and yeah, covers all bases for me. Well, I've been speaking to Will a lot uh, this week, which uh, he's just reminded me that I've got to speak to you about something after the show. Remind me. Um, but, okay. yeah, look, mate, the, the, just the general positivity around it, mate, I got thick skin, mate. I don't care what people say, really. But, like, it just took me a bit by surprise at the time <clears throat> because it's been so positive. Like, I at the start, I expected that some people would send abuse or send things or troll because that's just the way the internet is and not everyone li- not i don't expect everyone to to uh to like what we're doing or what i do or whatever i don't expect that it was just weird that i was on such a high and let the haters hit let the haters indeed hit. mate let the yeah, I don't care. But anyway let's get into it so we're going to do uh, a couple of tell me why's mate to start my uh, my favourite new little feature. This is I like it a lot. Sixty seconds you have to uh, to tell me why when I ask you the question. I thought you want to get. Sorry, mate. What were you going to say then? 
I thought you were going to get me then, just as I was having a drink, I was going to have to come out no, with that. No, 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 I wouldn't do that to you, mate. So, um, so two tricky ones tonight, I, I think. One of them's less tricky, the other one's a bit tricky. But let's see what you think, and then we'll get some comments from the people as well. But uh, your question, my friend, is... Why is anything less than a lengthy ban for Bobby Drysdale, not only a cop-out by the FA, but could potentially open the floodgates for players and referees alike? That's the question, and uh, your 60 seconds starts now. Um, I'm going to give it I'm going to a different angle for me. So, um, Darren Drysdale obviously did what he did. He, he confronted um, Alan Judge from Ipswich Town. I don't have a problem in it whatsoever. I, I, I think it's absolutely fine. I see players, including myself, going back in the day that I've given some dog's abuse to um, to referees and to linesmen uh, and to fourth officials. Uh, and what they've had to endure over the years from top players, from uh, not-so-top players like myself. That, um, and I think it's, it's, only, it's only right. Somebody put something on Twitter today about um, Kalina. That Kalina used to do it week in, week out in Italian football to um, to some big characters, and nothing yeah. ever happened to him. FIFA never did anything to him, and that was when people probably would have reacted to Diego Maradona's, um, some of the Graham Souness's, all the English, all the English players who went over there, Ray Wilkins, etc., and some hard men in Italy. So for me, um, I think Alan Judge um, overreacted a little bit. You know what I mean? For me, I thought Alan Judge was out of order with 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 with, with it confronting him for the penalty which he tried to get. Uh, and for me, I wouldn't go any further than um, than apology and move on. I know he's been banned from this weekend, apparently, so I think that is out of order so as well. So that's your time up there, mate. Um, so a couple of things I'd say. Um, I thought that uh, after the game, Judge kind of said, oh, it was nothing, there was nothing in it, you know, it was nothing. And it was actually uh, Lambert who blew it up after out of all proportion. My only thing about it, I'm, I feel the same as you, like I don't really see the issue with it. My only problem is, is sticking your head out like that is a red card now. So if Alan Judge, uh, if Judge does that to the referee, this was the roles are reversed, not only would he get a direct refer- a red card, but the FA would give him a lengthy ban. You're talking eight to 10 game ban to make an example out of him to tell the players that it's not acceptable to put your head up like that to the referee. Well, only so, if he only if he only if he touched him because the referee didn't touch him. He only went in. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it looks no, worse because he no stood. O- he's taller yeah. than him as well, so he stood because, over him. All right, all right, inside. Let me let me throw you let me throw you the Alan Pardew incident a couple of years ago when he was Newcastle manager against Hull City. So mm. Alan Pardew went head to head with um, a Hull City winger after the ball went out for a throw in. Yeah, nothing happened at all to Alan Pardew. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he that was worse. Have, that was yeah, well, yeah, I, 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 I agree. But things happen in the heat of a moment. You know what I mean? We're on about a last-minute penalty, which which Ipswich yeah. needed to get themselves back in the game. So so everything yeah. was heated. The referee was heated. The referee was in the zone in the middle of the game, and he reacted in the way that he thought at the time was going to diffuse that situation. It didn't diffuse it because other people got involved. But for me, if Alan Judge has said there's nothing in it, move on. Yeah, he's, I think he's that's the person the, directly affected. That's the ultimate thing, and it? it's like if his forehead had come into contact with Judge in any way, even just a little bit, or even he was like face to face with him, then I think you gotta you gotta make an example out of him to to really hit home that it's not on. Um as it was, I'm kind of alright with just come on. We're all ah, listen, I, I, I don't, I don't it, think like. I, what I think si, as well. You know, what I mean, he's obviously not doing a, not doing a game tomorrow. So the next game, if it's, a, if it's a midweek or the following week, it's going to put more pressure on him. Just let him get back on the horse straight away and let him referee again t- uh, tomorrow and get on with it. And just he won't make the same mistake again. Whereas, 
It's not like my brother getting in the chat, is it? Um, mm. but bearing in mind, my brother's been sent off more times than anybody I ever <laughs> know in my life, so he's um, he's not a referee's favourite person. Still serving so the longest ban ever. <laughs> he's still suspended, by the way, which he got which he got um, last year, in middle of last year, for a red card. I think it's um, it's one of them things, mate. At the end of the day, like I thought, Judge actually when the referee sort of squared up to him, Judge kind of didn't really react he kind of just yeah. laughed and it was other people off. yeah it was the other players mm. who made out like he had oh my god yeah. and then you know lambert being lambert blew it all out of proportion he wouldn't have he wouldn't then, have if they got a positive result though it, 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 it all boils down sometimes to positive results and reese has made a good point there it's like judge he says judge clearly said something to him to get that reaction yep, like these referees have been trained and they've done so many games even if the even if it even i don't know what it is but even if it was his second professional game he still would have done hundreds and hundreds of lower league or like non-league games or sunday league games to get to that point and like don't get me wrong he would have taken much worse abuse on a sunday league game than he would have oh. on a totally on the football pitch at professional level Sorry, so I, I remember whatever I remember he said he has said something yeah. And I do think that's why Judge is kind of saying, you know, whatever, it's nothing. I remember because being he sent knows off that he said something. And I called the referee the worst name anybody imaginable could could call a referee. I didn't, mm-hmm. I, I, and I used a swear word at the end of it, so I called him a cheat and something. And he didn't get excited. He, he was calm, collected, stuck the red card in my face, and just laughed all the way for the rest of the game at me. And and, that, and that's the that's the way to do it for me. Instead of the way that the referees handled it, for me, pull the red card out, stick it in his face. No one's ever going to do that to me yeah. again. Because that's that's how we're going to do it. And if and if that and, and this I don't want that as well, though. You know what I mean? Because how would Paul Lambert have reacted if Alan Judge had got a straight red card and misses the next three games because of that? Yeah. You know what I mean? So then he's going to complain again, and then he's going to say like um, Nuno said at Wolves that I don't want that referee refereeing any of my, my games because he's biased towards Ipswich. It's, it's, yeah. It becomes an issue. It becomes a problem. Yeah. So Donna says there, she says um, there was no complaint was put in. If there's a complaint, then you've got to act on it. But there was no complaint put in. However, my one thing with that side of it is whilst there might not have been like a formal complaint, like through the official channels and stuff, um, Paul Lambert did make it very clear on TV that he had a problem with it. And he didn't, you know, he, he blew it up, yeah. which so even if they didn't make an official formal complaint, the FAA have got to speak to him. Simply because he was out there, it was out of the norm, mate. At the end of the day, like you don't see it often, but ultimately, I don't have a massive issue with it. However, I think the FA being the FA will probably give him a massive, like, 10 game ban or something from refereeing, which yeah. I think it just makes things worse. Um, and that wasn't even the tricky one, mate. So, here we go. Um, so, uh, the question is James McLean, are people right to blame him? For the abuse he takes, including threats to burn down his house, kill his family, kill his kids, etc., 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 has he brought it on himself, or it, you know, is there no excuse? Which obviously there is no excuse. Mm. But has he contributed to the situation to the point where he shouldn't have sympathy? Basically, uh, your time starts. Tough now. in sixty seconds. Um, listen, the, the abuse that he's getting is is bang out of order. Nobody and nobody's family should be worried that then they're going to see their husband or their dad again during a game of football and get threats like that. They shouldn't be shouldn't be getting threatened at home. The kids shouldn't be getting threatened. Um, it's absolutely vile and disgusting. And I hope they find the people who are doing it. 
um, and do something about it. Um, he hasn't helped himself um, by posting certain things on social media. And I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. Um, I just think sometimes when emotions are high, to post something at a time when you're when you're really emotional and you and it is probably bad timing at most. You know what I mean? Just sometimes have a um, have a statement from the club, have a statement from somebody impartial, uh, and get your point across in a different way. Um, for me, it's it's just bad timing um, putting things out there. You know what I mean? I know he's he's made jokes of it and tried to make light heart of it by putting a balaclava on things and um, and say he supports certain things and certain movements, but. Listen, he's made mistakes, but making a mistake and having beliefs that he has is not a reason to want him dead. Time's up, my friend. So, in reference to that, because um, I, I, the only reason I'm a bit more familiar with it than I was, I was listening to it on the radio and I was having a look on social media. Um, so, he did a like an Instagram picture of his two kids, two of his kids sat on the floor and he was stood in front of them like a teacher, but he had a black balaclava on and he said, history lesson. And basically, he apologised afterwards and he said, look, I've had abuse and death threats for nearly 10 years now. Like, and he's had Osman warnings where the police come to your house and say there's a legitimate threat to your, to your life, etc, etc. He chooses not to wear a poppy because uh, the troops who were kind of linked to the poppy gunned down a load of people in his hometown like innocent people so mm. like <clears throat> of course and he's never come out and kind of made a big thing of it in terms of saying i will i don't know like making a big thing of that side of it he's just said i don't want to do it has he reacted to abuse and things over the years of course he has he's human being what i don't like and reese has pointed it out here is it's real double standards the way he gets treated because Nemanja Matic, Matic doesn't wear a poppy for exactly the same reason because uh, his hometown in, I think, it's Serbia was bombed. So he doesn't want to wear a poppy. Mm. That's the choice. And this is the problem. When you bring in pol politics um, and stuff to football and you tell him footballers, because uh, what you've got to remember, their kit is their uniform. See, the same as if they work in McDonald's or Burger King or wherever. If you're telling people that they have to wear this political emblem, mm -hmm. it's problematic because not everybody's politics are the same. Not everyone's beliefs are the same. Not everyone's life experiences are the same. It's, um, it, I can only relate it now, side to people, um, so to, to racism about taking the knee. You know what I mean? So those who don't just don't want to do it and don't decide to do it shouldn't be reprimanded that they're doing something wrong. If you don't you don't wear you don't want to wear a poppy and you don't want to um, um, celebrate the history of, of of what it what it presents, then then so be it. I'm not gonna listen, I'm not gonna fall out with him about it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dislike him. If I was his teammate, I wouldn't dislike him because of it. I'd love to listen to his reasoning behind it and have a conversation with him about it, and then I'd respect him for his answer. And that's as far yeah. as it would go because he's a he's a human being. He's an adult. Um, and he's a very successful footballer. He's a very good player. So I think a part part of me thinks jealousy plays a huge part. Um, that everyone everyone wants him to, to really really suffer and not play well like he is. Um, but he but he doesn't. He always seems to um, get over that hurdle yeah. of abuse and always plays well. He's an international mm -hmm. footballer, so he, he does it all uh, all over the world. And for me, keep proving him wrong, James, and keep and keep playing your football and enjoying it because um, a cracking player. Um, and I'd love him in my team. Absolutely, mate. I um, 
I think it's it's one of those, and so there's a couple of really good points in the in the chat here now. So Reese said uh, he believes it's the newspaper's fault. They blow it, and they do. They blow it up. They stoke up the hatred for him. Oh my God! I can't believe he's not wearing a poppy. Blah 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 blah. At the end of the day, it's everyone's got a personal personal choice, haven't they? Everybody, um, they have a choice and they have an opinion because what you've been through in your life is different to what I've been through in my life. What we've been through in our lives is different to what James McLean's been through his life or Matic or anyone else. So I'm not going to have an employer tell me that I have to do something like that if it doesn't come under my job description. Um, And Leslie made a great point. Uh, Wilfred Zaha uh, made an interesting statement saying that taking the knee uh, before the matches was an absolute load of garbage. which I found fascinating because, you know, there's a lot of people kind of saying, is it worth the paper is written? You know, is it worth it? Is it well, if, if anybody's keen on, on watching a really, really good interview, uh, you'll find it on Sky Sports. Um, it's on Soccer Saturday tomorrow. It's Ivan Tony. So Ivan Tony's done a, an unbelievable interview and Brentford okay. are now not, Brentford are now not taking the knee because they say it's an absolute waste of time and they're getting treated like, um, like criminals by doing it. Yeah. So oh, watch yeah. it tomorrow because I've seen a snippet of it today uh, and I'm going to look forward to it and watch it tomorrow. Oh, I can't wait to watch that. Andy's a, Andy's a top player, so I'll be watching it anyway. Yeah. Uh, Gavin says, you have to ask all our questions, otherwise I'll be um, So, yeah, it'll be interesting, <laughs> mate. I, uh, it's uh, it's going to be really interesting. Kelly says, don't put it on the kits and uh, don't put the player in the situation. Uh, that's it, mate, isn't it? If they don't <laughs> force players to wear poppies, right, so if they're if so, if there was just a thing where if you, when it's time to wear the poppies, if clubs just say privately to players, do you want a shirt with a poppy or do you want a shirt without? The player says yes or no, yeah. whatever. That's it's it. Like, no one, no one else is involved in that conversation. Yeah. It's nothing to do with the media. Yeah. Some players will wear them. Some players will won't. Doesn't yeah. matter. I agree. It's, it's listen. It's like short sleeve, long sleeve, long sleeve shirts. Everyone has their own preference of what they what they want to do and the beliefs and what. And what and listen, you can do what you want. If he wants to wear one, he'll wear one. You know, no one's gonna. There's no point still talking about it now and and people trying to think they're gonna change his mind now. They're certainly not gonna change his mind now after all this time. They're gonna make him more determined now to to prove prove everybody wrong. For me, just leave the boy alone, um, and let him let him finish his career, enjoying his football instead of uh, instead of finishing football with this. Um, with this sour taste in his mouth because um, yeah. he deserves to he deserves he deserves to enjoy it. At the end of the day, mate, and like I say all this as someone who wears poppy proudly and I regularly do it and I I I like what it kind of stands for and that and this. However, if I was James McLean, I'm not entirely sure that I wouldn't feel exactly the same as him. Same with Matic and some of the other guys who don't wear it. So yeah. I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm the same as you. My dad, my dad bought me a, um, a lovely poppy two years ago, um, and it was from my granddad's regiment, um, a, a, a Scottish regiment, and um, and I, I choose to wear it because I choose yeah. to wear it because I celebrate his life. So that's the only reason I celebrate it. You know what I mean? People wear it to celebrate everyone else's, but mine's personal to me. So, and what he's doing is personal to him. So you crack on and just do what you do. You do what you do. So. In the mental health and sports shows, mate, me and Jacob obviously interviewed various footballers from current to to, to ex-footballers. And um, one of the things which we talked about a lot is foot, football clubs, they, they, they say they want to help with mental health, 
but really they just want to tick a box to say they've asked the question and and mm -hmm. to cover themselves and yeah. and reese makes a point there like taking a knee is just another false action by the fa just just like for the one month they wear the rainbow laces or they do because they want to say football's inclusive and they want to tick a box they don't mm. want to actually do anything to combat racism or, uh, homophobia or mm. death threats to their players or abuse on social media but side, um, but side, don't get me started on the rainbow laces, by the way, mate, but, because they didn't even mention it this year because didn't, they didn't were they so get focused it, on. Didn't other they stuff. get it? Didn't they get it wrong though? Because they just left it open on when that when it was how long it was going to happen for. For me, that they, they, they do it for a month and everybody does it and they do it for a month solid. But then they get to the day and if individual players want to do it, then so be it. But you can't force everyone to do it and now because you because they've dragged it on that long. Certain clubs and certain players now have seen it as as um, as a negative, and obviously now the interviews are coming out. Uh, Wilfred Zaha, and you've got Ivan Tony and Brentford and other clubs now. And for me now, it's gone full circle, and now the problem's bigger than it was when it first started. So that's yeah, that's because mm -hmm. of um, the FA um, have just thought it's a ticky box exercise, which it never should have been, and it never was in my eyes. But no, I can see it from there a was a reason for it at the start. Yeah, it wasn't. There. I can see it from like, a player's point of view. I get that there is still a reason for it, but what you've got now is if you had done it like for a month and then do it again later in the season for a month, but like if by just leaving it open ended, what you get is you're getting clubs dropping out of it now, mm. which then just shines a spotlight on that even more, yeah. but for not for the right reasons. So mm. you've gone from at the start it was shining a spotlight. Oh, the play, all the football teams are taking a knee. Why? And mm. people would look into it and see mm. the different. Uh, issues right, so around listen, the world with it. For, for, now for me, they're looking at it and thinking. Focuses. You have different focuses. Yeah. There should be the, the, what, what we on a nine month season. You could have three different focuses for three, 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 three months a year, but separate months. Yeah. So spread, spread, and for me, that yeah, would have been such a better idea. But, but that's that's another that's another problem. But one thing I did read, by the way, on the PFA, because one about uh, mental health and things, one about organisations getting things wrong. Um, obviously, I said on Monday about Jonathan Walters applying for the job uh, for yeah. the PFA. I read this morning that Jason Lee, ex-Nottingham Forest player, oh, yeah, who yeah. works for the PFA, um, has applied for the job as well. So I think there's a, a big possibility that Jason will get it. And Jason was a really nice guy. And if uh, if he's I've heard um, he's doing some he's honest, really good work with the PFA actually. Yeah, if he's honest, uh, and and the piece that I read today, uh, if he's true to his word, um, then I'm um, I'm quite confident that he'll be able to turn things around. Yeah, hopefully, mate. Um, okay, let's move on to the to the championship, my friend. Um, just very quickly before we go club by club, I wanted to say uh, Ryan Shawcross is leaving Stoke City to go to Inter Miami after 14 years at Stoke. Um, on his day and when he's fit, Ryan Shawcross is a quality defender. One of the we was one of the would be one of the best defenders on in the championship. On his day, uh, I think over the last couple of years, obviously he's had a couple of. Uh, you know, Since horror, his leg break, horror, yeah. horror injuries. Yeah. Um, he hasn't quite been the same, but I think into into Miami is a really great move for him. And I, you know, if I was him, I'd be excited. But obviously, yeah. we wish him well. Yeah, good luck to him. I think it's a it's an unbelievable opportunity, a life a life opportunity. Yeah, uh, which a lot of people don't get at the time of his career. He, he could he could prolong his career now for another two years, going over to uh, the MLS. Um, enjoy it, have a really good life, and uh, and never come back to the UK because you see a lot of people who uh, who don't come back after. Listen, yes, I'm not I'm not slagging Stoke by the way because because uh, I live in the second worst town in um, in the world, but um, uh, it's uh, it's Miami or Stoke, 
on a wet wind on a on a on a cold on a cold Wednesday evening. No brainer. Yeah, that's it, mate. That is it. Um, okay, let's go. We've got uh, first of all Wickham Wanderers. It's been a nightmare week for them. They've bagged some goals though, mate, uh, over the last couple of games. So that's one positive. Um, yeah, but it's uh, it's 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 one thing scoring goals, but you've got to pull the results. What we'll, we'll go with it? Obviously, they went to um, Huddersfield Town away from home. Um, got them. We got the victory. What they wanted, but then the the last minute goal from Derby County, which would have it would have probably finished off a, a really really strong week. Uh, but left a now left a big hole in their season because that was a six pointer. You know what I mean? They they can't afford to drop the top points against um, against sides like uh, Derby County. Yeah, the team's in and around them, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but Joe Jacobson, by the way, against uh, Huddersfield was spectacular. Yeah. Uh, do you know what, Sai? I'm. I'm, so, I'm we, when he's, he'd be in my championship team. Of the will year. he? Will he stay? Will he stay in the championship? Will he? Will he move clubs? I know he's just signed a, a new improved deal, long term contract at Wickham to be in the championship, but. Players are players. Players want to play at the highest level they can for the rest of the career, and um, you know what I mean. I keep I keep referring to Joe's young Joe because he's younger than me, but he's still yeah. thirty. You know what I mean. So he's he's not going to want to drop down to a league one for too many seasons. Leslie says he's glad you live in the second worst town, Andy, because uh, he lives in the best. He doesn't. And uh, just some people saying they'd rather. What a way to finish his career, mate, isn't it? Going to oh. rather live in Florida than Stoke. So totally agree. Um, but yeah, Wickham and Joe Jacobson. Joe Jacobson, mate, would 100% be in my uh, in my team of the year at the moment. He's been uh, his form has been sensational, and uh, I would be very surprised actually if he stays at Wickham if they go down, because I he, I know he's he is a bit older now, but I'd be amazed if like a Championship club wouldn't take a punt on him. You know, as what a left back to get. You get a good, good, still got a good few yeah. years in him. No, not just a, not just a left back from inside. It's what uh, what else he gives you is his yeah, delivery on set, set pieces, pieces, his free kicks. He's, uh, you know, what I mean, there's no better, no better player in that in that division. Um, who's who's set the amount of goals or scored the amount of goals that he's got. He's got from 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 that full back area. Yeah, spot on, mate. Uh, next up, Birmingham City. Oh dear, bad week. Um, to be honest, I'm surprised he's still got a job because uh, some of the rumours are coming out of uh, out of Birmingham. Well, we talked about it, I think two weeks ago, mate. Yeah, we, we did. Yeah, we. I think uh, I think it was uh, Kerr asked um, who the next manager to go was, and, uh, and I'm sure I'll, uh, I'll 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 get to my uh, my prediction in a f- in a few teams. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm surprised he still got a job. Um, obviously, lost to Luton Town at home one 0 lost to Millwall two 0 It's the lack of goals side because they don't let a lot of goals in because Aitor's teams don't. They don't go forward that much, and, he, and he's always quite um, preserved in, in 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 the way that he sets teams up. But it, the season just looks horrific for them, and you know what I mean. I watched him against Middlesbrough about well, about six weeks ago, and they absolutely wiped the floor for Middlesbrough. And it's like he mm. he put he put in his best performance against his old team because it meant more to him, and the rest of the season doesn't matter. But that's not the case. The Birmingham are a huge football club, and if they're not careful, you know what I mean, because it's it's a difficult one. If they stack sack the manager and it doesn't work out, and they get relegated, then they're in a, you know, what I mean, look, look at last season side. They had Jude Bellingham. They had all these exciting young players, and and now it's all gone to pot. And I, I, I do feel, I do feel for the club because uh, it's a huge football club. But you mentioned there about his teams don't concede many goals. That's one thing that surprised me is the amount of goals that he's they have conceded this year because yeah. he's conceded more than what you would normally associate with his teams, which obviously creates a, a problem then because you're not he's not very attacking manager. So they don't score a lot of goals. It just, do you know what I mean? It's very uh, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah. But you, you look at the league table. The twenty-third in the division, and they've let in, um, they've let in five more goals than Brentford, for example, who were second. You know what I mean? So the 
and, and they've lost more games, so they haven't let that many goals in. It's just they don't score any goals. Sadly. I mean, for me, and they've got the forwards to score goals. They've got Hogan for me. He, he finished the season last season. Any. Yeah, fantastic. Um, Jukovic, you know, what I mean, is Jude Bellingham? Is Jude Bellingham that much of a that much of a miss for them that, that they rely that much on him? I, I can't see it. I, I don't know what's going on, so I can't really give that anyone the answers. Uh, Gary makes uh, sorry, Craig makes a good point there. He says. Um, if uh, Birmingham go down and Coventry survive, who's playing in their stadium? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I don't know what's going on with, with with Coventry Stadium. I tried to find out if they're going to go back to uh, to where they are, but they'll probably still share. Yeah, they'll probably still share. Uh, there obviously won't be a won't be a local derby there anymore. Not in the not in the league anyway. Unless they get each other in the cup again, but yeah, it won't Is be. Is anyone be a playing good at the Rico Stadium? Uh, Rico Stadium at the moment. Yeah, then. rugby. Yeah, rugby. Wasn't mm. sure if there was anything going on yeah. there. Yeah. Well, and James makes a phenomenal point. Jude Bellingham obviously was a massive loss to Birmingham because they had to retire his shirt. That's how much of a loss he was. <laughs> uh, next up is Sheffield Wednesday. Only the one game because their game was off against Swansea on the Saturday because of a frozen pitch. Uh, they lost to Stoke 1 0. Yeah, it was a, a late goal. I thought they did uh, did pretty well. They created a few chances that they probably should have been ahead, but an 83rd minute winner by um, uh, Fletcher, and uh, and it just turns into another bad week because they just can't get ahead of themselves. And so I, I I always refer back to the six points because I've just got a feeling they're going to finish safe by about three, four, or five points, yeah. and it's going to be heartbreak. And there's going to be it's going to for me it's going to open the can of worms because if, if my team gets relegated be because of it, lawsuits. Yeah, it's not going to work. It won't help. So for me, I think the best thing for the EFL is if Chef Wednesday either rip the league up and, and fly out of it. Or they go down because um, it's gonna it's gonna open a huge can of worms. Yeah, Gav say the championship's getting harder to get out of. It's yeah. um it's just so difficult. Yeah. Um next up is Rotherham United. Uh not a good week for them either. No, a terrible week, but saying that they they probably played two of the best sides in um on current form in the in the in the in the league. Obviously Cardiff beat them the week before. Um but obviously they played uh, Bournemouth and they got beat one nil um the other night. Uh, obviously, Jonathan Woodgate still a manager doing a great job. Billing has got the winning goal, so um, they just have to just themselves downside. They've got to get enough points and keep themselves ahead um, of the sides behind them. You know what I mean? They've still got a couple of games in hand over Birmingham. They need to win the games in hand over the teams uh, just above them. Um, obviously, the teams above them haven't had a great time, so they just can't afford to get dragged into it because they haven't got this, probably the squad to get themselves out of it if they ever do get into the bottom three. Yes, I think so, mate. Next up, Coventry. Yeah, not a great week. Uh, obviously, lost to Cardiff City the weekend, 3-1. I thought they were all over the place defensively and uh, and I've been uh, Mark Robbins' biggest fan this year. I've, I thought he set his, set his side up really well. I thought they were defensively all over the place. Set pieces especially, I think Cardiff bullied them, dominated them. Um, uh, and then in the week, Norwich were just too powerful. Um, experienced players came to came to the came to the fore and I thought they were fantastic. Pookie again. You know, what I mean, you can't keep the man down when he's when he's that good form. But currently, same thing against side. I mean, two two dominant sides, two sides who are who should be up there. Um, for me, take it on the chin, go again, try and win the next game. Hundred percent, meant uh, Huddersfield. Huddersfield uh, Yeah, they played uh, they played Wickham. Obviously, lost. Uh, and then I watched the middle of the game in, during the week. They, they went ahead very early, um, and then crumbled. I thought they were absolutely diabolical. I thought they were all over the place defensively. Um, I was I was impressed with the with the centre forward in Penza. I thought it was I thought he was lively. I thought he got in dangerous areas, but then once uh, Watmore scored his very good goal, and then Ashley Fetch just uh, scuffed in his penalty, which the keeper should have saved. 
Um, I think uh, I think Huddersfield would be very disappointed with that week because um, they had, they've had such a good season compared to what they had last season and the season before. Um, so they just need to make sure that they that they don't get dragged into it. But they've uh, what they've gone. I think seven or eight league games now without without a win, which will be quite worrying for the manager considering the start they had. Yes. Oh yes. Um, Forest. Um, considering last week's side, they won two out of two. This week, no goals Being scored. Um, yeah, a nil-nil draw against Bournemouth, which I don't see is a is a bad result. Um, and then they got Swansea, which was always going to be a hard game. They dragged it out as long as they could, and then uh, Swansea scored a. Uh, a really late goal by uh, by Roberts, which you know, I mean, I think was coming anyway because I think I think I might be right in in thinking that Forest got beaten at Swansea five one in the FA Cup earlier this season. So they've obviously had big improvements um, against against some of the some of the best sides, but they just need to make sure that they don't get dragged back into it because uh, those two wins last week don't want to be in vain, and and this week was always going to be tough with it with the sides that they play. But uh, when they play the teams in and around them. Uh, they need to make sure that they, uh, that they pick up some points because they've got Blackburn tomorrow and then Rotherham, then Derby. So they've got some opportunities to uh, Big games. Yeah, to get some points, some much-needed points. But so have the other teams as well, by the way. Indeed, mate, indeed. Um, next up, Derby County. Uh, they had a good week. Yeah, fabulous. Yeah, I watched them on Saturday against Middlesbrough. Um, I thought Middlesbrough were, were dominated by Derby. I thought Wayne Rooney's uh, tactics, his team selection... I thought Colin Kazim Richards was outstanding, led the line really well. He's really impressed me. Um, he, he obviously doesn't have the legs anymore, but he's got the experience. He holds the ball up. He's aggressive. Um, and um, Derby's set pieces uh, caused Middlesbrough quite a lot of problems, especially the corner, which he scored the goal from. I thought it was excellent. They did it again against Wickham, scored again. So maybe that's something to watch out for. But I think uh, Wayne will be pleased. 2 2 1 victories. Um, he, he won't care about clean sheets as long as they're winning games. But the, the, the last minute goal against, uh, against Wickham. Two points time might might keep them up. Oh yes, yeah, it could be some big games. Um, you know, Wayne Rooney's made a good start to his managerial career, mate. You can't yeah. uh, can't ask for much more. He's getting the players playing at least, um, and he's got some experience in there with players like Kazim Richards and and Andre Wisdom, a few others. Yeah. Tom Huddleston, I think, is in there as well. And he, um, you know, they got some some big names there, but some experienced the experienced names which will help them if they are in a relegation battle but I do think that they might sneak up towards the top 10 yeah, soon enough mm-hmm. um, next up is QPR they've had a blockbuster week mate uh, they're having a great time three on yeah. the bounce they've won yeah they've won, they've won five out of the last six um, they only had one game this week they beat Brentford 2-1 which um, listen, you know, I mean, the, the, the best team in the championship at the minute for me Brentford and, um, and, and, and they beat them 2-1 I just it must be so frustrating being a QPR fan. I know we talk about it, but it's just you just can't believe how how different their months are. They go from a bad month to an unbelievable month to a so frustrating month, and it's just so Jekyll and Hyde. But listen, they won't be complaining at the minute with beating what was the beating Brentford, QPR, Watford, Cardiff, and Luton. You know what I mean? Those sides are all up there, so that's, it's unbelievable. What a, what a month they've had. Yeah, it's been quality, mate. Um, and then next up, we've got Luton. Uh, who are having a great season, I've got to say. But they had a mixed week, obviously one loss, one win. Yeah, the, the, the beat uh, Birmingham away 1-0, which uh, I think on by the by the table you'd, you'd probably expect it and deserve it. But um, they played Cardiff midweek. I wasn't impressed with uh, with Luton, I'll be honest. I, I thought they were very dull. I thought they were playing percentages. I thought they were playing set pieces, which is a crazy, crazy scenario when you're playing against the biggest side in the Championship and, and a team which which dictates those kind of things anyway. And then when Cardiff turned it around onto them, and then we'll talk about Cardiff in a minute, but 
Luton tried to bully Cardiff, in my opinion, on set pieces, and then Cardiff turned yeah. it around and did it, did it, did it back to them. So you know what I mean. For me, you've got to find a, a different way of beating different sides, and for me, you can't try and bully a team of, of giants, and that's what they try to do. Yeah, it wasn't the best tactic, I don't think, was it? No. Um, next up is Bristol City, mate. Um, mm. I'm going to talk about them a bit more in a bit later, but uh, absolutely disgraceful, mate. If I was a Bristol City fan, I'd be absolutely fuming. Uh, their players down tools this week. There's no other way to say it. Um, especially against uh, against Watford getting beat six 0 I thought it was absolutely diabolical, and you can you can just you could sense it. I sensed it a few weeks ago when uh, I think it was Kade who asked me um, who I think the next manager was going to be, and I didn't hesitate in, in saying Dean Holden because I, I see in his body language, I see his players, his players just look disinterested against Cardiff City. They were dire, um, and they only got beat two 0 Against Watford. Bounce, against, against Watford, they were absolutely disastrous and they got beat 6-0. And it could have been more and should have been more. Um, you go to the next home game, Reading, men against boys. Uh, and I feel sorry for young managers because this might have a huge impact on uh, on somebody ever getting a job again. And, and, and you, you put your trust in players. You know what I mean? And all you ask sometimes is just players to run around. And what I saw this week is players who didn't want to run around and sometimes you're best off putting a bunch of kids in and will run around because some of the experienced players there just uh, looked like the down tools and what will annoy me even more side tomorrow is is when they play uh, Barnsley tomorrow and you see players running through a brick wall because they're trying to impress a new manager I'm not in for that it's not for me that yeah have a bit of pride in yourself do, do your do your do your job to the best of your ability whether you like your manager or not um, I don't like that at all it winds me up a big time, but um, we'll see now, mate. As a Cardiff fan, I wasn't this you know, I wasn't devastated. Uh, listen, I know, I, 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 I know, I know Dean, I know Dean, and I feel sorry for him, and, and uh, I, I know him, I know him personally well. Um, yeah, and I'm disappointed for him. You know what I mean? There's been a couple of young managers, or too many young managers, uh, getting, um, getting the sack and losing the jobs, and you know what I mean? It's, it's, there's not a guarantee that they're going to get another one. No, and the players will keep getting their clubs. They'll keep getting contracts. They'll keep getting. Money uh, yep. and the managers, the young managers particularly, if they don't have a good start to their career at, at big clubs in the Championship and the Premier League, they can often kind of tail off. And I think that is one of the reasons why we do get like the same sort of managers doing the rounds of various clubs, because the young managers, if they don't get off to a rip roaring start in their managerial career, it's difficult for them to get. To get chances. Look at Paul yeah. Ince, did all right for a season and then floundered. And yeah. I don't think is he. I don't think he's managing anymore, mate. Do you no, know no, no. Like, no, he works in the media now. And that's what I mean. You you need these young managers to keep going. Um, mm. Guy Neville didn't fancy it after his stints. Mm. It's reputation, side, You know what I mean? Because do you need do you need your reputation to be tarnished? You know what I mean? You've worked hard all your career to uh, to gain this reputation, then all of a sudden. Your reputation, Roy Keane. You know what I mean? Why do you need to ruin your reputation? You work so hard to get a good reputation, and all of a sudden it can get it can get evaporated in twenty games, and you could yeah. be you know what I mean? you could be ruined, and you and you don't you're not you're not near the, the the game that you've loved forever. And I, yeah, I've seen I've seen it myself. You know what I mean? I, I didn't get back into management because of reputation. So your brother asks, should uh, Jonathan Woodgate get another chance? Well, Neil should know that he's already been given a chance because he's already manager at a club. And I'm going to talk about it soon. Here we go. Uh, next up, Preston North keep, End. Keep watching, Neil. Keep watching. Stay keep with watching. us. 
stay with us. Um, yeah, the B Blackburn, which surprised me, to be honest. I, I, I was quite, uh, I was quite shocked can't at the B Blackburn. Blackburn no, uh, I can't work anybody out at the minute though, because then uh, Preston, who uh, who seemed just where they go forward, side, I really like it. Um, I think uh, they got beat by Watford as well. I think that. They did the, the good business bringing in Chad Evans. Um, they've got the three behind of Johnson, Barquez and Sinclair. And I think there's no three better players behind, but they need to be consistent. They can't just expect Scott Sinclair to turn it up or, or one of the others to do it. They've all got to come to the party together and they've all got to do it consistently. And if they do it consistently, they'll be up there. But they need to do it yeah. more. 100%, mate. Um, you mentioned Blackburn there. They're next. And I think I cursed Blackburn. They were my pick at the start of the season to maybe yeah. get up in the playoffs or get certainly be up there. Uh, they've lost two games in a week again. And yeah, it's, uh, it's not doing well for them at the moment. No, I, is, I there, is th- their manager under pressure? Yeah, well, I saw something today. It was David Dunn put a tweet out today saying um, stick with him and and things. And for me, I don't like it. I don't like people, ex-players, ex-managers, because he's an ex-manager at Barrow, um, putting more pressure on a manager. Is he looking for the job? Is yeah, for me, I just think he'd him, probably let, get the job, wouldn't he? Well, yeah, but just a year oldie. But Tony Mowbray for me is yeah, he's a, he's a very good manager. He's brought the players in. You know what I mean? Yes, they've lost the last three games. They've lost against Barnsley. They've lost against Preston. They've lost against QPR. But for me, give him more time. Give him an opportunity. The players come good. He's 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 got a sta- he needs a stable side. He's he's got Bradley Dack back. I know Stewie Downing was back in the side. Um, Armstrong scoring goals for fun again. So they'll come good. Yeah, they got they got the squad there now. It's just about getting working out his best team, and then I think they could get some momentum. But they've got a you know results business mate, as we've discussed yeah. previously. Uh, on that note, Millwall mate on fire. They've well, won three well, out of the last four, and they are scoring for fun. Yeah, well, obviously, we said didn't we last year? Gary Rout was uh, was he had a great start. He, he did a really good job. Then all of a sudden, I think the start of the season he had a really tough time. Um, he's found it um, difficult to to get some of his players playing. Um, Jed Wallace hasn't been playing. He's been he's been on the bench. He came on at um, at Reading at one 0 down. They turned it around. They've done two one. I know he set Matt Smith's goal up, and then at home against Birmingham, he, he got he got on the score sheet. So, you know, I mean, they need their big players. They're not inundated with with star players, Millwall. Um, so for me, you've got to get your star players back on the pitch playing well and Jed Wallace is their star player, star performer. Oh yeah. Uh, and it's no surprise that he uh that he scored after three minutes against Birmingham because when he's playing and I and my old my old favourite saying say, how can you score goals when you're sat on your backside? You know what I mean? He can't. Yeah. He can't. But if he's in the he's on the pitch, I fancy him to score goals all the time. Yes, indeedy, my friend. Um Barnsley next up, mate. I've had a fabulous uh, fabulous week. Um the beat Brentford on Sunday, two 0 which I didn't see coming whatsoever. Uh, and then they beat Blackburn two one, and listen, that the manager's absolutely flying, doing doing some great things. I watched the Chelsea game the week before in midweek, and I thought they were excellent. I thought they were unlucky to lose, and um, and the league table doesn't lie, and uh, and they're tenth in the league for a reason, and on forty two points, and the twelve points ahead of Sheffield Wednesday, and they deserve to be there, and they'll be looking up, not looking down. Yeah, they, I would um, at this moment in time, I wouldn't be surprised to see him battling for a playoff place on the last yeah. day of the season. But um, we'll see how that goes. Different um, to last year, then, Sam. Different to last yes. year. Stayed up, yeah, didn't indeed, they? Mate. Stayed up on the yeah. last game. Uh, next up is Stoke, another team who've got the players. They just need to find their best team and get it going. Yeah. I think. Yeah, difficult. Like, but then when you when you take a beating on uh, Saturday like they did against uh, Norwich City four one, it must it must dent confidence because you know yeah. you've got you've got the best side on the paper or one of the best sides on paper in the championship. But then 
when you're just not playing very well or you're not, it's not doing it collectively, it's difficult. But they got the result against Sheffield Wednesday, so um, I think it, they were always going to find it hard against against Norwich. But they, they knew they needed to beat Sheffield Wednesday, and uh, obviously coming up, they got Luton Town tomorrow, then Barnsley. So the next two games for me, Stoke need to win them both to, to have any chance to shoot up that table. Yes, spot on, mate. Uh, Middlesbrough next, mate. The mighty Borough. Yeah, mixed week. Uh, two two one games, one defeat, one win. Uh, Derby, I thought they were they were atrocious. Huddersfield, I thought they were better. Um, Johnny Housen just had his red card overturned. Um, when I saw it the first time, I did that was a bit of a naughty tackle, but I've seen it again, and uh, I think the referee made a mistake, which which has has come good. So, um, listen, I think they're having a great season. That people keep shooting me down, telling me that they're going to get in the playoffs. I, I don't I don't need to focus on the playoffs. They stayed up last last day, the last day of last season in the league. Let's see the positives. Yeah. They're now in eighth position. If they finish tenth, I'd see this as a fabulous season. If they finish seventh, I'd see it as a fabulous season. I don't see them being able to sustain and getting in, getting in the playoffs. I think there's too many better teams in, in this league, and that's my own opinion. I'm a Middlesbrough fan. I love the club. I'd love them being in the Premier League, but there's got to be progression. Last year to this year's progression. Next year is a progression again, and I expect them next year to get in the playoffs. Yeah, I think the problem is that. Uh... Not a problem, but like once you get to like seventh, eighth, and you're in touch and distance of the playoff places, and you get into the last couple of weeks, you are disappointed if you don't make it. And what if you do make it to the playoffs? I believe that it's you know anything can happen. It doesn't matter if there's better teams there because psychologically, it's about who can get a result over those three games. Yeah, totally. Uh, Gaz, Gaz says, are we going to do a final day watch along, like we did last year? Yeah. Yeah, most likely, I think. Yes, it was good fun. I, I enjoyed. I that. think so. Yeah, I did. I really enjoyed it. It was different and something that we'd never we'd never tried before. But yeah, I want to. I'd like to do it again. Indeed, mate. Uh, next up is the mighty Bluebirds. Uh, Mick McCarthy for um, Mick McCarthy. Anybody? Listen, sorry. Um, another fabulous week. Three-one uh, against Coventry City. Um, set pieces galore. Attacking players galore. Goals galore, attacking player galore, um, and then Luton Town. I thought it was I thought it was a very professional uh, display. Even in the first half, I thought you know what I mean. They're defending really well. They, they, they worked hard, closed them down, stopped Luton playing in, in good areas against a good side. And then second half, they, they put them in the bed with two clinical finishes. I thought um, um, I thought the first goal was absolutely fantastic um, from Wilson. Uh, just bent it in around the defender, uh, and then uh, the second goal. Obviously, took a little slight def- deflection, but you take it all. You know what I mean? You've got to, you've got to give what you've got to give credit to the manager and the players because um, they were going nowhere until uh, Mick McCarthy took over. Absolutely fantastic decision to replace a manager with uh, with somebody of mixed experience for me. Yeah, I mean, my my question is, and it was, um, I was annoyed by the chaotic nature of his appointment. Didn't feel like there was any long-term planning. Yeah, my, well, mine's, still, re- mine's re- still this is a results business, mate. But I mine's will still say... a length, side. Mine's still a length. I'm still I'm still questioning the length of the contract. Why? For me, well, he's doing well now. Give him another. He's going to get a three. Half, he's going to give a no. two and a half year contract now. Give me then. That's what they're going to do at the end of the season. So it'd be interesting what they do. Um, I'm. I've seen a few people saying like they're eating humble pie about it. Like I'm not quite there yet because, um, before he come in. I thought Cardiff were going to be in a relegation battle, so you can't knock it. Like six games, six wins, or six games and unbeaten. Um, he's doing phenomenal. It's a results business. Cardiff are winning. Um, they're scoring goals. Johnny Williams is now fit again as well. Happy days. But I, as a Cardiff fan, I also know how quickly it can go bad. 
Um, so we'll see if it lasts to the end of the season. My other worry, or my other pe- my other peeve with his appointment is, I felt like they could have done it two, three games earlier because it was obvious that Neil Harris was going to get sacked. The team was struggling. If Mick McCarthy got this reaction, say two, three games earlier, Cardiff would be even further along. Yeah. And I do feel like they'd left that too long. Everyone could see the writing was on the wall. The players weren't playing for him. So why wait? I agree. But there we go. I agree. Uh, next up is Bournemouth. Uh, they're having a good time of it as well. Yeah, so obviously for my brother, who uh, put that question in. So obviously Jonathan Woodgate, the um, the caretaker manager. There is a strong rumour going around today that uh, Thierry Henry is going to be the new manager of Bournemouth. Uh, which... For Bournemouth, it'll be an unbelievable appointment. Um, for Jonathan, it won't be a very good appointment because he'll lose his job. Um, I think he's done a great job. He, he, they drew against um, Nottingham, Nottingham Forest on Saturday morning, which I think is a decent result, clean sheet. Uh, and then they kept another clean sheet against uh, Rotherham, but then the 1-1 nil, thanks to Berlin strike. And he's doing a really good job. He's, he's, he's beat, they beat Burnley in the FA Cup. He won against against Birmingham in his first game. And All you can do is win your game, Si. And, you know what I mean? The, 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 they've, they've underachieved a little bit. Uh, hence why they're the sixth in the league. But if they can continue the way that they're progressing and, and playing well and winning games with Jack Wiltshire and uh, certain players that they've brought in, they've got an opportunity to fly up that league, which will be bad news for, obviously, Cardiff and Middlesbrough below them because they're all fighting for, by the looks of it, one or two spots at the minute. Yeah, they look uh, they look really strong. A um, couple of comments I just wanted to go back to about Cardiff, just really quickly, mate. Um, Kelly says, uh, I'm sure we put... We play most of the top six over the next few games, so that'll show how good we are and, and become in the last month. Uh, Donna says, Mick McCarthy saved our season. Whatever happens now, I hope he stays for a full season. She can see a promotion run next year. Um, what else we got? Uh, he's also improved the form of Harry Wilson. I agree yeah, with that. Um, agree, yeah. Harry Wilson was getting a bit of stick, and he looks good. Matthew Angel's getting his Mick McCarthy tattoo designed, obviously. And... Um, <laughs> You know, uh, Craig says that it was a great start. The next two weeks are going to be big and they'll define this season. I think the um, next month for me, I think the next four to six weeks, um, I think for for Cardiff City, you know what I mean? You look, obviously, tomorrow against Preston, tough game. And then you go to Bournemouth, then you go to Middlesbrough, and then Derby, Huddersfield, Watford, Stoke, Swansea. You know what I mean? Mm. For me, you look at the next nine games and, and, and think, right, if we can win half of them, you're going to still be in and around that area. You know what I mean? If we can stay on beating in five of them, Six of them games, you know what I mean? It's, it's short targets, you know what I mean? Uh, from the position Cardiff City were into the business they're in now, they've turned the season around, you know what I mean? They're not going to win every game for the rest of the season. I'm not saying that, you know what I mean? I, I just think you've got to set yourself short targets and the position they've put themselves in now, they've got themselves in that with a chance of touching distance for that playoff place, you know what I mean? Or, or, or you know what I mean? And, and, and the fly up. But six weeks ago, they were nowhere near that and they were never going to get into it. They were more likely to go the other way. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Um, going back to Bournemouth, uh, what do you make of the rumoured Terry Omri uh, appointment? Because I've seen some Bournemouth uh, fans who are not happy. Um, will it will it raise their profile of their football club? Yes. Uh, Does that will matter? It, will it? Well, I don't know, Si, because obviously they're not a fashionable club. They're not a big club. You know what I mean? There's the the the, the chairman is. I think he's got uh, American roots. You know what I mean? Or one of the yeah. one of the owners has so. I, Obviously, with Thierry being uh, MLS, maybe it's the links there. I, I don't know. There's got to be a reason behind it. You know what I mean? It, 
what is the results business? Has he has he managed in the championship before? No. Uh, will he find it easy? Of course he won't. You know what I mean? There's there's there's, there's less bigger names than Cherry or who struggled in the championship before. So you know what I mean? There's no guarantee that Cherry's going to take over and do well. Um, but um, but at the same time, is it is it being talked about so that was that a reason that um, that Jack Wiltshire went? You know what I mean? Certain things can start being added up and looked at. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, we just don't know. But listen, I think Jonathan's doing a great job. If he if he doesn't get this job because someone like Cherry takes his job, then um, then he'll he'll get another job because of how well he's done now, which is which is great. And all you can do is 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 improve your own development. And Woody's done great uh, in this last month, so credit to him. And I hope it continues. Yeah, yeah he's come in. He steadied the shipment. Um, they didn't. They weren't looking great. And. Um... He just suddenly just made them look like a team again. So you can't fault him for that. Um, Gavin says, Thierry Henry or Vieira side? Oof. Um, as a manager, I would go with... I mean, I suppose you've got to go with Vieira, um, Henry, because where's Vieira now? My seat just went down, so I just shrunk like about five feet. Um has Vieira done any first team managing? I'm not sure if he I think, has. I think he's just been caught. Co- has he? Yeah, he's been caught. I'm not sure if he's coaching in France or not. So yeah. I'd probably go with Omri as a manager, as a player. Um, I would go with Vieira because I feel like Vieira is one of the best midfielders of all time. Um, you'll have to excuse me as I move about a bit because I've got to fix my chair. Otherwise, I look like a five year old child. Um, Leslie says, scroll up three because you missed my question. Uh, a question for Andy, and don't dodge it because we see the messages. Who would you want in the last spot, sixth, if you only could have Cardiff or Middlesbrough? Oh, what a question! I know, but that is, it, it's irrelevant, isn't it? Because for me, the top six is the top six. In my opinion, yeah, but who would top... you? Who would you want? I know, but the, yeah, but, but that's irrelevant because the top yeah, six. I don't I believe. Like I don't. No, but I don't believe any of them are going to are going to get in the top six. No, no, but if you could choose, there was only one spot left. I know, but I, yeah, but I don't think any of them are going to get into it. <laughs> so it's irrelevant, isn't it? Who do who do I think's best equipped? Cardiff City are better, better equipped than Middlesbrough. Yeah. You know what I mean? My my, my problem my problem with Middlesbrough if they went up would be you're going to get splinters. You are. Um, if Middlesbrough if Middlesbrough ended up getting promoted this year, um, yeah. and and you know what I mean because anything can happen in the playoffs, Middlesbrough would struggle more than a team like Sheffield United has because of the because of the squad that they've got, and I'd hate that. Because it, it can do more damage than than it's worth. Splinters, mate. Splinters. No, yeah, it can. Yeah. Well, look at just talking about the psychological side of things. Look how long it took Forrest to get over missing out on the playoffs by on the last day. Like when yeah. they thought they had the playoffs, they really have struggled this season. Uh, Watford are two 0 up. Yeah. That's so uh, yes, yeah, an interesting one. Uh, Red in next, mate. Um, yeah, mixed week. Uh, lost against uh, Millwall at home, and then and then beat Bristol City away. So, I think the the, the struggle they'll have for me, Sai, is 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 just sustaining this and, and carrying it on because they remind me a little bit of what Preston did last year, and I hope that they do for Michael because um, and Michael scored as well. Uh, by the way, against Bristol City, so um, I think um, I think it's important that they that they carry on. That they carry on. Yeah. Um... Red, Reading, like they normally have faded away by now. So well, I, I, I can't remember know, when I can't remember when, when Preston faded away last year. I'm sure it was about this time. So I'm, I'm you know, I mean, it's about I this think Reading have got a better squad though, than what not uh, Preston had last year. 
Yeah, no, I agree. Say. Yeah, I totally agree. I think they've. Uh, I think well, they're better defensively. I think Preston were all over the place at times, and um, but you know, I mean, the thing about Reading is they've got to carry it on because what a disastrous season it'll be because they're only seven points off, uh, off uh, six points off automatic as well, so they're not too far away from 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 better than where they are. So you know, I mean, they can go. They can go the other way. Um, yeah. So next up is I've got a live table, so it seems it's Che. I think it's Watford next, mate. Oh, we'll go um, Watford. Uh, yeah, because no, Watford were in third, but we'll go Watford. Now. It doesn't matter. Right. Swans. Obviously, they, we'll go Watford because obviously they were um, they were just below them. So they've had a, a fantastic week. They beat Bristol City six 0 They beat Preston one 0 and obviously winning again today, two 0 um, Clean sheets galore. Goals galore. They've got an opportunity to uh, to get back in uh, in the Premier League by automatically if they can. Pedro scoring penalties for fun, which is. Which is fantastic way for him. Um, cleverly for me, is a star man. Star man week in week out. He dominates that midfield area, and every team size, especially in the top, probably the top six and top eight, have got that one player who dominates games. You know, me on about a Jack Wiltshire, you on about a Pookie, you on about a, a cleverly. You know, I mean, these kind of players are, are phenomenal for each team, and they do so much good for for their clubs. And um, long may it continue for for Watford, obviously. But uh, I think, yeah, I think it could be a uh, it could be a really strong end to the season for Watford. And their fans. Yeah. yeah, I do too, mate. Uh, next up is Swansea. Uh, they've gone down a place because of Watford, basically. Um, yeah, and they only played one game. They only played one game, didn't they? They're a good yeah. result against Forest, though, mate. Yeah, great results. Uh, 1 0, clean sheet. Uh, late winner. Made up by, some ground on Brentford. Yeah, um, so I think, uh, listen, they're going to be up there. They always are. They've, they've had a fantastic season this season. They just need to just need to continue it the way they're doing it and and doing it the Swansea way, like everybody tells us, is is the right way to do it. But they are due a bad spell as well, by the way. So I am I am waiting for that to uh, to kick in uh, because everyone else has has, has had a, a, a sticky a sticky part to the season. I don't think Swansea have had theirs yet. Yeah, everyone seems to have had a wobble. Um, next up is Brentford. They have definitely had a wobble this week. Um, yes, uh, two obviously two defeats. Uh, one against uh, QPR, one against Barnsley. Uh, difficult one for them to take. You know, they need to get back on it again as soon as possible. But it's for me the biggest winners of the weekend are the team who sat at the top of the league because it's it's other teams who are dropping points. You don't and you don't always have to win your games. You just need to churn up as many points as you can. And um, obviously with Brentford now, they they play Coventry tomorrow, then they play Sheffield Wednesday, and then they play Stoke. And then before, obviously, they play Norwich City. So the next three games for them are, are huge to be in touching distance of Norwich City because they need to be in and around there for when they play them. Yes, yes, they do. They're having a bit of a wobble, but I'm sure they'll, you know, they'll come good. I mean, I've got no doubt yeah. about that. Um, they're still my pick to be uh, one of the automatics. Uh, Norwich City, though, have got after they lost to Swansea, have re- replied in style with two good victories. Yeah, they went. Uh, I think they went three, uh, three games without a win, and they won two in a week. So all you can do is, is applaud the manager and all the players. Uh, I think uh, a fantastic result against uh, Stoke City. I thought uh, Cantwell's goal, the first goal, was was phenomenal, outstanding. Pookie scored in both games. He scored two against Stoke and um, and one against Coventry City. Uh, and Buendia scored in both games as well. So I think a clean sheet, another one for for Ben Gibson. Um, and Grant Hanley at the back, so uh, they're, they're getting it right at both ends. And if that's their sticky, sticky patch out the way, then they're going to win the league. Like, uh, like uh, I, I think I, I predicted they were, they were going to win the league, and and I'll still stick by it because I think they're, uh, they're the strongest side, the strongest club for me. 
Yes, indeedy. Um, so Leslie's on when he says, uh, if you could, if you had to pick between Swansea and Middlesbrough, who would you pick for the last spot in the top six? That's irrelevant though, because Swansea going to go. Swansea potentially going to go top two. That's that's. It's like a politician, mate. It's just listen, listen, Leslie, right? So you're obviously going to win the league. I don't know who's going to finish second. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Watford, and then it'll be Brentford, Swansea, Reading, and Bournemouth in the playoffs. So. Boom. There's my there's there's my there's my there's my division. Where do Middlesbrough finish in the top ten? I'm not I don't I, I I'm not I'm not bothered. It's not it's not a case of wanting someone else. But to surely you want else. you'd want Middlesbrough to win the league. Of course, but I do. you think they'll finish top ten? Oh yeah. Okay. Listen, I want Middlesbrough to win every game, but it's not, it's not gonna it's not possible. Yeah. It's also it's also it's it's it could it could ruin the club if they get promoted this year, in my opinion, because they're not ready for it. They haven't, they haven't yeah. invested that much money and they're not going to invest it because they can't afford it. They haven't got any funds. Oh, yeah. No one's investing in there at the moment. Um, so that's the championship table. That's the championship teams. Uh, let's have our two ups and two downs for the week. Uh, who's your first up? Um, I've gone for Tom Candwell at Norwich City. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. His goal was, uh, was phenomenal. Um, he impressed me every time. He's got energy from midfield. He's, he's only young. He's... He's got legs, uh, and yeah, it really impresses me. Indeed. Um, then my first up is, so I was stuck between two players. I was going to give it to Harry Wilson because I think his return to form has been a big part of Cardiff's return to form. Uh, but I've gone with Kiefer Moore, scored another couple of goals. Um, I was not sure about his signing at all. I didn't really think that he brought anything which we didn't have. Um, and I've definitely been proven wrong with that because... It's not just the amount of goals. He scored a load of goals. Fantastic. But yeah. this is uh, his link-up play, his set-pieces, uh, like his headers of set-pieces, should I say, his movement. Uh, I've been impressed with his the, his the ball at his feet, mate, as well. But much better than I was anticipating. Well, he's playing different. He's playing a different way, so he's getting asked to play a different way and, for me. You know what I mean? Sorry, which, which uh, is Josh Murphy impressive. as well, mate, was in there. He makes a difference. My, Josh Murphy um, was yeah, super, particularly on Saturday. Uh, and what we've been saying all along, mate, to give him a chance... Give him some confidence, and he'll do it. And uh, yeah, those three really yeah. stood out for me. Uh, who's your second up? Um, there was various people I was going to pick. I was going to go for Pookie. I was going to go for Wendy. At, at, uh, I was going to go for Jed Wallace because he's come back to form and playing again. But I'm going to go for Harry Wilson, and I'm going to go for Harry Wilson because I've been Harry Wilson's uh, biggest critic this season. I, th- I thought he's been poor. He's been a shadow of himself for me, in my opinion, this season. I know I, I he's far better than what he's what he's been showing. Uh, but for glimpses in the last three or four games, especially the Luton Town game, second half, when he when he scored that goal, that's what we need. We need the ball in those areas. For Harry to score the kind of goal that he scored, it looked effortless. And when it looked effortless, it's it's easy. And it's easy for somebody with visibility. So for me, if he gets the ball around the edge of the box, he can twist and turn and get shots away. That's where we want him. But we don't want him yeah. out wide. We don't want him on centre midfield getting the ball. We want him in between the defence and the midfield, driving, Putting balls up to Kiefer, putting balls out wide, getting in the box, scoring goals, and that's where he'll make a name for himself and make a difference. Yeah, absolutely, mate. It'll be uh, it's going to be an interesting one. My um, my app, I almost went for like a double one of two players. Uh, they both play for the same team. Uh, Colin Kazim Richards was the one who misses out really. Uh, he's been incredible for Derby over the last week. Um, I know Derby are losing now, but uh, I went for Andre Wisdom. Uh, he's having a really good season, and uh, he that last-minute goal for Derby could be very, very important come the end of the season. 
Um, if they stay up by a couple of points, that could, you know, that's the difference. That last minute goal, that keep keep going to the night. I think it was the ninety fourth or ninety fifth minute. Um, they're big big goals, mate. Okay, especially against the teams in and around you. Um, so I went with Andre Wisdom. Yep, clutch out. I like that. And uh, Downs, oh Jesus! Someone's gonna get us two two lots. Of people are gonna get Slayton now. Um, who's your first down, mate? Uh, I'm gonna go for Bristol City's players. Um, yeah, yeah, it's two. I, I just think it's disgusting Double the way whammy, they the, mate. The, 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 the way they down tools at especially Watford. Um, and I thought they the ex- were not much better against Reading, mate. In fairness. No, no, but more the ex- more the experienced players. You know, you know what I mean. I look I look at um, um, Samedo, uh, Henry Lansbury. You've got your Pattersons, you've got your Hunts, you've got your Callas, you've got your Moo, you've got your Bentleys. You've got your experienced players who, for me, should be doing better. You know what I mean? You get together, you regroup at 2-0 or 3-0 and you go, listen, this doesn't get to 3, it doesn't get to 4. After 4, how on earth it gets to 6 is beyond me. When you, If you care, if you really care, you run through a brick wall and those things don't happen. But for me, they're showing they're not caring and they're showing that... that, that, that Six nil doesn't matter, but it would matter to me. You know, I mean, I've been on the back of some horrific results. You know, what I mean, I played for uh, for Middlesbrough and got beat seven one. It's horrific, but you make sure that it doesn't happen again. You, you and for me, you know, what I mean, they they need, they need a, a big strong look at themselves, and it's not getting much better from game on game. Yeah, same here. I mean, I got Bristol City's players for downing tools is disgusting, mate, um, and it bugs me because the manager takes the brunt. The manager's the one that gets fired. How many managers have Bristol City been through in the last couple of years? So, at what point do we start asking questions to the players? You know? And yeah. it's not just about whether they're good enough. Let's ask the questions about their attitude when things are not going their way, when they're not getting picked, or when the form's not good. If they're not doing everything they can for their teammates and their club and the fans, then maybe we should look at getting rid of them instead of the managers constantly. But... I'm well, not Reece's, a Bristol City fan, mate. Reece has just, so. put a quick, Reece has just put a question in there about um, how much does a manager's ability to inspire you come into it? And for me, listen, if I look to the if I look to the touchline and I see a manager stood there with his arms folded or he's sat down and he doesn't and he's not and he's not barking orders, for me that shows that he doesn't care. For me, if I've got a manager who's constantly on at players, he cares, and I want to hear that. I want to see that. I want him visual. I want him heading every ball. I want him tackling every tackle. I want him shooting every shot. I want the manager being fully involved, like, like 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 the players are. And for me, look at Mourinho's. You look at the Fergies. You look at Jurgen Klopp's. You look at the Guardiola's. Are you telling me they don't care? You can tell they care because it's visible. You know what I mean? It's visual every single time they go on that pitch or on the sideline that they care. And for me, I just I just think um, I just think it it it's, it, it it says a thousand things, thousand words when uh, when when managers look like they don't care. Hundred percent. Reese says Lee Johnson was sacked unfairly. He felt um, the board sold several key players from under him, then went and signed players from further down the league and expected his instant success. He's doing um, a good job, by the way. He just got to Wembley yesterday for Sunderland as well. So fair play to Lee. Yeah, you can't uh, can't fault him. Donna says Mick McCarthy's always bang, uh, barking orders. Um, so let's have a look then, shall we, mate? Uh, who's your second down? Um, I've gone for the referee in the Middlesbrough against uh, Huddersfield game, Simpson, and I, I can't fault him in a way. But then, for me, don't just pull a red card out and give a red card willy-nilly to Paddy McNair. You've got to, you've got to take a, take a little step back, listen to advice, go to the linesman, go to the fourth official, get some advice before you just start 
that could define people's season because if Middlesbrough didn't get the three points which they deserved because of nine minutes of playing with ten men, it can have a huge impact for me. You know what I mean? And we're, I was quite critical on Alan Judge and, and, and referees getting a, a fair crack, but then it's got to go the other way as well. And if referees are, are, are pulling cards out willy-nilly when they're not, they're not sure, 100% sure, then for me, you, you've, you've got to take the stick as well. Yeah, spot on, mate. Um, my second down, I went for uh, Birmingham City's defence um, specifically because I just felt they were so naive in the two games this week. Um, making schoolboy errors, you've got to be better than that, particularly when you're fighting relegation. You know, these are not just terrible players, but they were making terrible mistakes. Um, and when you look at their defence, you know, they've got like Neil Etheridge in goal, they've got Pedersen at left back, they've got. Uh, friend George Friend is a vastly experienced former Premier League player, isn't he? Um, yeah. Not George Friend. Sorry, is it George Friend? George Friend, yeah, ex-Middlesbrough. Yeah, I thought it was. Um, but they've also got experienced players protecting the midfield, like uh, protecting the defence in midfield, like Gardner, mm. Adam, and, uh, Adam a couple of others. Yeah, there's some boys there that know what they're doing, mate. And I felt like in both games. They were very naive, and that's how teams go down, mate. I totally agree. And listen, I, I was I was really excited to see the the appointment of Ito. I was really really looking forward to doing it as as he as he brought players in who worked for him last time and, and expecting him to be able to do it again. It doesn't work like that, unfortunately. Those players are three or four years older than they were when he played for them last time, and it's football's evolved a little bit, and uh, and yeah, maybe he's uh, maybe he's backfired. Some of his some of his son is what he's made. Yes, yes, indeed, he mate. Um, so that's us. Um, obviously, Monday we got Cohen Griffiths joining us, Cardiff City legend. Uh, so it's going to be a really interesting show because obviously, Cohen Griffith is from the era before you, really. Um, so I don't think I don't know if we've had a player from that era really yet, like the sort of eighties and like early eighties, like uh, we've had some players from the nineties, from the current time. Oh, we had Jim we had Jim we had Platt, Jim, we? Jim Platt, maybe seventies, eighties, yeah. So it is uh, gonna be an interesting one. I'm uh, really looking forward to that. So uh, I hope everyone will join us on Monday, seven thirty yeah. live. Um but the entertainment's not over. Join us in about twenty five minutes at uh, quarter nine, Super Kev unscripted episode eight is back. Uh, so crack open a drink, come join us for some randomness. Going to have a, a good old chat with Kev about all things that get sent in, basically. We've had a couple of uh, dear Kevs, where people ask Kevin to uh, advise them on their day-to-day problems, which is always interesting. We've got some would-you-rathers and some other stuff. It's always good fun. Join us quarter to nine, and me and Andy will be back Monday for more football talk, more guests. And, of course, you can get the fight show on every Wednesday. We had a wrestling show yesterday. Loads of good stuff. I'm also interview, interviewing or having uh, doing a show with actor Chris Johnston uh, on Sunday. That'll be out at some point in the next couple of weeks. Uh, he's been in some really big British films. So I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be a good, good show because he's a top lad. His dad used to play for Middlesbrough. Did he? Was his dad or his granddad, I forget. But one of them, yeah, he's, uh, he's got links to the borough. He's a, he's a die-hard Borough fan. So uh, that'd be interesting. That was my Borough accent, mate. It was good, wasn't it? That was good. That was better than mine. Proper. Proper. 
ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching. Thank you for the comments. Thank you for the questions. Thank you for your time. Hopefully you will join me in 25 minutes for a good old laugh. Andy, as always, it's a pleasure. Yeah, Massive thank you to, uh, to the boys and girls at Black Diamond Sports. And, of course, Bespoke Financial and Dan Ralston. Please check out uh, Bespoke Financial. Tell them we sent you. And uh, get involved. See you Monday, mate. See you, guys. My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my auntie Louise told mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if mummy or daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and Mummy and Daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. Network.